Well, hello there. I'm Tracy Resch Williams, business coach and consultant for Alaska Tracy. Businesses work with me that are seeking calmness, clarity, and prosperity. Using my vision mapping framework, I guide them on their journey to success. On this podcast, you can enjoy hearing inspirational stories of success, as well as business tips and tools that you can actually use. So thanks for joining in. And oh, please remember, click the subscribe button, invite your friends and leave a comment. Thank you. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Alaska Tracy podcast. We have a very special guest with us today, Tabitha Perry. And Tabitha is the ultimate go-to for women that are the non-nine-to-fivers. She encourages and equips women that are wanting less chaos and to get their daily life on track. With over 15 years of experience in the criminal justice system, 20 plus moves under her belt, she has a master's in social work, she's a girl mom, wifey, and life coach, she's got advice that will make any day less stressful for the woman juggling many balls in the air. As a professional overthinker, I like her already, (laughs) she's learned how to simplify her day and loves helping women create simple and small edits in their daily life so they step into their fullest God-given potential. Tabitha, I love, 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 love your bio. It is beautiful. It is wonderful. And I feel honored to share Tabitha's story with you today. Let's give a warm welcome to my Juno, Alaska-born friend who is now living in Minnesota. Well, hello, Tabitha. Welcome to Alaska Tracy Podcast. Thanks, Tracy. I'm so excited to be your guest today. I appreciate you joining from Minnesota. Minnesota, yes. Almost as cold as Alaska. Sometimes colder. (laughs) So Tabitha and I met, I think it's, I I don't know, I always share with the the listeners where I met my podcast guests. And Tabitha and I met on Podmatch, which she just reminded me of. And our stories are a little similar, uh, although you're quite a bit younger than me. Tabitha grew up in Juneau, Alaska. Yes. Yes. And that's what made me want to reach out to you. Because when I saw Alaska Tracy, I was like, I got to meet this woman. Holy awesome. And I grew up in Western New York and I moved almost 30 times up and down the East coast before I landed in Anchorage, Alaska at 30 years old. And I haven't moved in 25 years and you have moved 20 times So would you share a little bit about your backstory and how you got to be in Minnesota and where you're at today? Absolutely. So like you had mentioned, I was born and raised in Alaska and there's not very many of us because actually there's only around 600,000 people in Alaska. It's it's a small population for being a lot of land, Um, but I was an only child. And so part of my like story and who I am really kind of comes from uh, feeling lonely a lot and being able to kind of pick up on other people's loneliness and feeling kind of like the outcast. And so, um, 
again, living in Juneau, which is very isolated, you can't drive in or out. It's not an Island, but it's surrounded by a temperate rainforest. Right. And so which is kind of a fun fact to think about, but like, I felt like I couldn't escape. Like I never had like much control over my life. So I had to like learn to control my thoughts. Right. And so growing up in a home that had a lot of recovery talk, like you and I were kind of talking, <laughs> Tracy, <laughs> right. Of like my mom was an Al-Anon and my dad was recovering and went to AA. I learned a lot on how to develop myself and develop my mind because there's a lot of things externally I couldn't control. So Fast forward, I go to Anchorage, the big city of Anchorage, <laughs> right? For college. And I have my bachelor's in criminal justice. I've always been interested in working with, again, people who are lonely. And you, I mean, who else could be lonelier than people in prison, right? Many in isolation, many isolated from their families. It's just a lot of hard, hard situations. And so, I was in Anchorage and then I moved to Colorado and then I moved around in Colorado. Then I moved back to Alaska because this cute boy was there. Who uh, ended up my husband. That always works. <laughs> I know. I know. Even though I said I would never move back to Alaska, but as you know, you never say never because then God laughs. And so I, I've, I've learned that lesson. Um, and then now I'm in Minnesota, but we took a pit stop in Texas. And so we were there for a couple of years too for my husband's job. So in each place, we also move homes. So we can't, it's not even good enough to just move States. Like we need to like try different homes. And so I'm very good at making any house a home. (laughs) You have children. I do. Yes. I have a seven-year-old and a five-year-old, both girls. They're amazing. And we are teaching them how to be flexible and learn to move and just appreciate what you have in our family unit. Wow. So it sounds like you were having some, well, well, what happened after you got into the law degree, then what happened for you? So I, I loved working in the justice system and I worked in many capacities. So I worked as a probation and parole officer, um, intern at 20 years old, I goodness were coming out of prison. Right. And they have like rules that they're supposed to follow. And then here I'm this little 20 year old. And part of the struggle of that was that they didn't take me serious. Right. But even at 20, I was pretty mature and could hold my own, but they just didn't necessarily, they just try to push the buttons. They like, they try to tiny for those that are not watching on YouTube. Um, <laughs> she's very tiny. Tabitha's tiny. <laughs> Tiny, tiny, but mighty, (laughs) right? (laughs) Yes. So that was a really fun experience. And then I was a transporter for a juvenile detention center in Colorado to work with the kids. And the funny thing with them was that I'd be driving and you can't do much, right? They're screaming and yelling at each other. So I would threaten to turn on country music. And I'll tell you what, that would make them quiet, right? And at that point, I was learning some skills on how to be a parent as well. So working in a prison has helped me become a good mom as well. (laughs) Wow. But then I, you know, I continued working in the justice system in a couple different county jails as mental health um, case manager. And then when I decided to stay home and not work, um, I'd gotten married. I wanted to start a family. I wanted to do the stay at home mom thing. I volunteered in the prisons and led Bible studies because my heart was still to work with specifically women um, that were in prison. And so being able to kind of create my own 
version of my life, right? Like that's all that we want is like, we all want to be happy and we want to incorporate the things in our life that bring out the best in us. And me being able to go into the prisons and realize that my life is super blessed, super blessed. And to be able to encourage other women and come out and then also feel filled up too, was really important. Oh my goodness. And I bet you heard some stories. Yes. But what's, what's kind of interesting is I actually don't remember things. Um, so I, I remember how I feel, right. Most of us remember how we feel, not necessarily like specifically what was said. So I'm very thankful to the Lord that I don't have a lot of specific memories of stories. So when people are like, Oh, tell me like the craziest thing I honestly cannot remember, but I can remember and connect with someone right in the moment. And I feel like that's a gift. So that way I'm not taking that baggage um, with me. Yes. I mentor a lot of women in recovery. I have Mm -hmm. almost 24 years sober and I tell them now we're going to go back and talk about what you told me. And I'm not going to remember because, well, I can't remember anything. Like I couldn't even remember talking to you, which kind of freaks me out. But um, I think that is God's gift that we don't, why should I remember that? I'm just a conduit, right? You're just a conduit. Yes. In the moment that we can like cherish someone in their story, right. And it's not for us to carry anyways. And I feel like as you know, a coach now, and as a therapist in the past, like being able to, again, like cheer someone on and listen and acknowledge their story, have them be heard. But then again, it's not my responsibility to carry that and move on or share it. (laughs) Yeah. Or share it. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, yeah. Um, so then did you stop working when you had your children? I did. I did. So at the time I was working in child welfare. So I worked, um, in Alaska and I was reviewing cases for the, the feds, you know, so there's federal guidelines. Anyhow, I read so many horrible stories, right. About neglect and abuse of children. I wasn't a mom then I did fine with it. I was able to leave it at work. Now there is no way, there is no way I could have done that job. So I was really glad that, you know, I was able to stay home. Right. And then my husband was able to provide for me and my kids. And, um, that also gave me an opportunity to volunteer, not only in the prison, but also working with teen moms. So I could have been a teen mom myself, but I, I wasn't thank the Lord. And so I wanted to be able to get back and have a way to, um, connect with other women where I could, um, also bring my kids. And how fun is it to be able to like go to the park and mentor a woman as she's raising her kids too. And so we can raise our kids together and, you know, come up with different ideas because they have a lot of creative ideas, um, teen moms as well, because they have to get by with a lot less and that makes them very creative. Wow. That is just wonderful. And I'm not a mom. So whenever I'm mentoring somebody that is a mom and they struggle, I'm like, uh, you might want to reach out to, because I can't relate to that. I don't Mm. know, you know, so that's, that's really neat that you did that. And then that led to your current business. Yes. Yes. So on this journey, I'm, I'm sorry. Can you hear the vacuum? No. (laughs) Okay. I'm so glad. Um, If you're listening to this right now and you can hear vacuum, 
anyhow. Okay. <laughs> you didn't hear anything. I know we were, Wonderful. and it was funny because I was having distractions outside today too. And I thought, oh my gosh. And then I sent Tabitha the wrong link. And then there was a woodpecker outside and he right. was going. You always nuts. try to like create this serene environment to do these podcasts. But then, you know, as we were talking about, this is real life, right? We can it's only plan so much and then we just got to handle the rest. And your parents are living with you currently and they're yes. upstairs vacuuming, yes. <laughs> exactly. which I can't hear it at all. Okay. Wonderful. Wonderful. Okay. So I believe I was answering a question. Yes. Um, so how did you pivot to get to where you are today? Thank you. So pivoting, man, not something I've been fantastic at. And I have had to learn, um, that it's messy. I like things in order. I like things clean. I like to know exactly what to do. I'm a great planner. Um, but I'm learning that as you enter in more people and more variables, it's just going to be messy. So that being said, I was a mom. I'd had my second child. I knew we were done having biological children. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go back to my, you know, life list of all the things I want to accomplish. And I realized I hadn't written anything on my life accomplishment list. That was anything further than getting married, having kids, getting my master's. Like I had literally checked it all off. And so I had to go on like a self, like, you know, learning time to see what I wanted to do because being at the time I was only 32. I was like, I got a lot of life to live. I've got a lot to offer. So I read the book living forward and created a life plan. And that was really helpful for me to figure out the different like areas of my life. I really wanted to develop. And one of them was, I knew I wanted to impact women's lives. I just didn't know how, and I knew it wasn't counseling because I love counseling as I was a counselor. I have my own counselor, but that's kind of getting someone from like negative 10 to zero, right? Kind of up to baseline. And I'd done that, but I wanted to help someone get from zero to positive 10. I wanted to help them like move forward, right? right? Uh Yeah. And so, and as you know, like that's what coaching is. It's about helping someone where they're at move forward, not necessarily look back. Like, yes, we want to learn from our past, but let's move forward. That's therapy, which is a great combination, you know, at times to do, but being able to do that. And so again, wanting the flexibility of being available for my kids, for my husband, it's just the lifestyle that we've wanted to create. I wanted something that I had the flexibility and kind of the control over, because let's be real. Many of us like control. And if I can control my hours and when I work and when I don't, that is very important. And so I created my life coaching business. And really kind of, I started focusing on stay at home moms and then it's kind of evolved into more this like hybrid woman who doesn't work the typical nine to five job, right? It's not just the entrepreneur. It's the stay at home mom. Who's really driven. It's the realtor. It's the life insurance saleswoman. Like it's someone who is constantly striving and driven, but doesn't necessarily have like a specific format to look at, right? Many times we like compare ourselves to other people. Mm-hmm. And so I just wanted to be able to encourage women to compare themselves to themselves, right? Mm-hmm. Have them figure out what they need, what their life should look like. And how long have you been doing your business, which you're calling it the, I've got it written down here. 
So the program I have is called the Life Edit. The Life Edit. And the that's life your edit. Blog. Yes. That's the business overall is just to have the Perry Life Coach because yes. anyone who's ever started a business, you could go days and days and days, weeks and weeks and be like, what am I supposed to name this thing? Right? Exactly. And, <laughs> and if you name it your decision. name, right, you can, yeah, you can ebb and flow. That was a smart move that you did. Right. Right. And so the life edit is really based on being able to make small little edits in our life. So that way we can get those big results. Because again, when we have all these variables, right, the moves, the parents living, the kids, the husband's job, like you're having to navigate and balance a lot. And so being able to be okay with making small little edits um, feels a little bit better. And I use edits versus change. Versus other words, because edit seems less drastic, seems less scary. And it's just something you do to a document. It's like separate from yourself. I when you love that. Edit, yeah. Thanks. When you make an edit, it has nothing to do with who you are. It's just a choice. Right. Right. It's, it's so, um, such a weird, uh, I don't know what the word is. You and I were both, we both like to control And yet it's about plan, 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 and then let go, right? It's so weird to be like, wait, how do you, how do you plan and then let go, you know? Right. And I am still learning that for sure. (laughs) Yes. I think it's a journey. (laughs) It sure is. It sure is. Yeah. I used to be a destination person. I just wanted to get to the destination, but you know, with my years of wisdom, you know, the 36, almost 37 years, I'm learning that like, it's, it's kind of the journey, right. And figuring out how to make it exciting and to like redefine success as different seasons of your life kind of play in and change and shift. Yes. How long have you been a coach? So I have had my business for about two and a half years now officially, but it's one of those things where you look back and like, well, I was technically a coach for a long time, just never like got paid for it, <laughs> right. Which is when, you know, like, oh, maybe I should make a business out of this. This, this is kind of exciting. All the mentoring, all the volunteering, all the social work, right. It led you to right where you are today and yeah. your ideal client Yes. So it's the woman who is, um, doesn't have that typical life that, you know, that everyone is kind of looking or assumes you should have, right. You want to break outside of the barrier. You want to have this like hybrid version of maybe you want to be a stay at home mom, but work, or maybe you only want to work. Maybe you only want to be a stay at home mom, whatever it is that you are able to feel the freedom to create your own life. Um, so that way you just feel more content and aligned with who God made you. Yes. And you offer, um, I noticed a book club. Is that a book club? Yes. Yes. It's called the no guilt book club. So I love to read and I find that, um, many women after they get out of school, they kind of stop reading and it's one of those things that they had to do. And so they give them ex- the excuse of like, I don't need to, right. I read things on Facebook or I listen to podcasts or things like that. So my, my goal is to encourage women to read. And many times women don't want to read because they feel guilty because they can't remember what they read. They don't finish the book 
all of these things. And so that's why it's called the No Guilt Book Club, because you don't have to finish the book at all. And in fact, I encourage you not to. And if there's just one or two points that you need to reread and like find other resources to kind of dig in deeper to the topic, then that is what's most important. It's about life transformation, which is individual. And I want to encourage women again, to create their own life, to not compare to what other people think that they should be. And, but the only way you're going to be able to know is by getting a new information and being able to figure out what you like and you don't like. And so book club provides that. That's wonderful. How can people get a hold of you to work with you, Tabitha? Yes. So they can access me through social media, a Tabitha Perry life coach on Facebook and on um, Instagram. And then I also have a podcast called the life edit podcast with Tabitha Perry as well. Wonderful. And one last question for you. How do you define success? in your life? Ooh, this is a good one. So my initial response is by honoring God and helping others, but also like truly being able to be content in the moment and feel at peace with whatever is happening on the outside. So that way I just had that like inner peace, right? Like that is true success. If everything's going cray cray around me, If I'm feeling like confident and like secure that, that to me is success as well. Wonderful. And you are successful. You've got your parents in town vacuuming above you with a podcast interview going on and you're just calm as a cucumber. So (laughs) (laughs) So good. There's been a lot of deep breathing and some, you know, tools that I've been using through this process as well. Oh, it's been wonderful to connect with you, Tabitha. And I hope you listeners reach out to Tabitha, connect with her, engage with her. And um, as always, please click the subscribe button when listening to this podcast, or if you are watching it on YouTube, comment and uh, leave a review. That would be great. Until the next time, thank you, Tabitha. And thank you everyone for listening to today's Alaska Tracy podcast.